Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website, lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. A little while back, I read a statement by a Christian philosopher, Dallas Willard, where he said this. He said, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. Did you catch that? Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. He went on to say that we must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. I love that statement, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. Now in truth, when, when I read this, I was in a state of burnout. Uh, I was pretty much on the verge of a midlife crisis uh, where I was struggling with what I did and didn't believe I was struggling with what I had and hadn't achieved. <laughs> I was struggling with whether what I was doing was significant or not. There were a lot of questions, a lot of doubts, and there was a lot of tired running through me. Now, in truth, I'd taken over a church that was struggling due to past trauma, um, and in reality, it was busy going through the greatest trauma that it had ever faced in its history. Uh, I didn't for a minute uh, have any imagination around me being the first choice to take over. In reality, I wasn't. Um, but yet, when it came down to it, my wife and I took over this church. And without realizing it, I probably wanted to prove to all the naysayers that they were wrong. And there was something about the way that I was following Jesus that I started to realize was completely off kilter. If, if, if we're if we're meant to organize our lives around three main goals, if we call ourselves Jesus followers and, and we're, we're meant to organize our lives around three main goals, ultimately to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus and to do what he would do if he were me. Then in all honesty, my life was heading in the wrong direction. I was far less with Jesus and I was definitely far less like Jesus. I was less peaceful, less loving. To my shame, I was less grateful. In fact, I was more stressed than ever. I was more frustrated than I'd ever been. And I started to realize that I was more entitled and 
I had the suspicion that much of what I did with my life was, was not actually motivated by love for God or for, for, by, by, by love for people, but something far more self-centered in the very depth of my own soul. That I was motivated by my own ego, my own ambition, my own greed. Ultimately, something was seriously wrong. And I realized that my busy schedule was contributing to my diminishing relationship with Jesus. It was at this point that that I read this statement by Dallas Willard in a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. An excellent book. If this message speaks to you, I so strongly recommend you go and finding this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Uh, There are a couple of other books that you can can check out um, An Unhurried Life by Alan Fadling, uh, The Spirit of the Disciplines by Dallas Willard, and then Sacred Rhythms by Ruth Haley Barton. Also excellent books, really worth checking out. But you see, as I, as I read Dallas Willard's statements, I realized that, that he was actually onto something that he was onto something, that hurry is the great issue underneath the problems that we face today. Yeah, now, if you'd asked me earlier, I probably would, have, would, would not have thought that it was the issue of hurry or busyness or us rushing through things. I probably w- would have thought of far greater social issues that we're facing today. But yet, as I read this statement and as I started thinking about my life and the lives of people around me and what I was seeing in society day in and day out, I realized, you know what? It's true. Hurry is the great issue underneath the problems that we face today. Hurry is the issue underneath the rage that we see out in our daily lives, on the streets, in our cars, on our motorcycles. It's the issue underneath the anxiety that we see playing out in the lives of people. It's it's the underlying issue in the burnout that I was facing at the time and that so many people are facing to this day. It's the underlying issue in in the loneliness that we're experiencing and seeing throughout society. It's the issue. It's the issue that is, that, that, that is lying underneath the breakdown of the family unit in our society today. Probably the biggest challenge that we face today. And the crazy part is that it's not just the hurry, the busy, the rushing that's, that's out there. It's also the hurry that's happening in here. It was Corey Ten Boom, the, the Holocaust survivor, who said that if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. If he can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And in truth, busyness or hurrying and sin 
have the same effect because both cut off the soul from its life source in God. Most of us are are just too busy to live emotionally healthy and spiritually rich lives with Jesus and His people. And I'm convinced that as I said the two phrases, emotionally healthy and spiritually rich, that your ears might have perked up and gone, man, I want to be, I want to be emotionally healthy. I want to be spiritually rich. In fact, if I kind of look at my life and where I am right now, those are the two things that are missing, that I don't feel emotionally healthy. I don't feel spiritually rich. And yet, the reason why we don't feel like those things are where they should be is because our lives are just too busy. Now, psychologists diagnose people with with something called hurry sickness. I didn't make that up. Like it's legit, it's, it's real, it's out there. Psychologists really have diagnosed people with this thing called hurry sickness. In fact, psychology today uh, defined it as an illness in which a person feels chronically short of time and sets out to perform every task faster and getting flustered when encountering any kind of delay. Now, one of my favorite comedians, a guy by the name of Jeff Foxworthy, uh, he's got this little skit that he does where he says, you know you're a redneck when. Uh, so it'll be like, you know you're a redneck when you mow your lawn and you find a pickup truck. Uh, all those sorts of, 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 of jokes. In the context of what we're talking about today, it's like, you know you have hurry sickness when. (laughs) You know you have hurry sickness when you experience these symptoms. You know you have hurry sickness when you move from one checkout line to another because it's shorter. Like apparently that is one of the symptoms of hurry sickness. You know you, you have hurry sickness when you're approaching a red traffic light. And you count the cars in front of you and then change lanes to the shorter queue. You have hurry sickness. You know you have hurry sickness when you multitask to the point that you end up forgetting one of the tasks. As I I speak through those three statements, how many of us are raising our hands right now? Because if I'm honest, I'm raising my hand on all three. Because if there's something that I'm coming to realize is that in truth, I believe that pretty much all of us actually have hurry sickness. And in reality, as we look around us, as we look at our lives, as we look at society, it's starting to take its toll. Like, what's the first thing that people say to you when you ask them, how are you doing? You meet up with someone, you say, hey man, good to see you. How you doing? What's the first thing they say? Oh, doing good. Just busy. It's become standard practice. The truth is everyone's busy. Students are busy. Parents are busy. 
professionals out in the workplace are busy. The thing that blows my mind is even pensioners are busy. Like retired people who supposedly have nothing to do are busy, very busy. See, in reality, there are different types of busy. There's a healthy type of busy, and then there's a toxic type of busy. The healthy type of busy is when you just have a lot to do. You have a lot to do. You're not wasting your life with, with Netflix or social media. Um, no, you're, you're investing your, your, your time and your life into a purpose. You're investing yourself into something that matters. And as a result, that's keeping you busy. I mean, by those standards, Jesus was busy. But then at the same time, there's, there's a type of busy that's toxic. It's a toxic type of busy. And this toxic type of busy is when you have too much to do and not enough time to do it in. And then the only way you get it done is to speed up your mind and your body and your relationships to a crazy pace that is out of sync with the heart of Jesus for your life. Now, I mentioned Ruth Haley Barton earlier in her, her book, Sacred Rhythms. She lists 10 signs that you're moving too fast through life. The first sign that you're moving too fast through life is irritability. Irritability, that the, the smallest things start getting under your skin that may not have got under your skin in the past, but whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your spouse, your colleague, your friends, your parents, whoever it may be with, you're just constantly irritable. The next sign that you're moving too fast through life is hypersensitivity. Someone may have said something to you a while back and it wouldn't have set off anything inside of you, but all of a sudden you're hypersensitive and now that thing that would have gone right past you has now caused you to explode. The next sign is restlessness. You cannot sit still, you cannot be still, you have to be on the move and on the go all the time. The fourth sign is compulsive overworking. I think it speaks for itself. The next sign, the fifth sign is emotional numbness. Emotional numbness. It, it, it means that, that I, I lose my ability to be empathetic to people around me. I, I start to lose my wonder in life and that excitement around life. I, I, I struggle to be, to be grateful in, in really important moments or just in general. In fact, all that I'm left with is anger and anxiety. Speak to anyone out there right now. The sixth sign is escapist behavior. And, and this is one that I've suffered from plenty in my life, where you just want to, at any given opportunity, the moment you have a bit of time, you find yourself escaping to go and binge watch Netflix, or you find yourself just 
constantly scrolling through social media just to escape what's going on around you. The seventh sign is being disconnected from your identity and your calling. Ultimately, just being disconnected from who you are and who you aren't. Being disconnected from your purpose in life, like why you're here, why you exist, why you do what you do. The eighth sign is not being able to attend to basic human needs. This normally plays itself out in, in not eating properly. You're not taking care of your nutrition, like how much you eat, when you eat, if you eat, or just like completely going overboard, or, or you find that you're not keeping yourself, you're not keeping clean, you're not combing your hair, you're not shaving. I don't suffer from that. I do shave the, the other areas of my face and neck. <laughs> but it's, it's not being able to, to, to attend to these basic human needs. The second last sign is hoarding energy. Hoarding energy, meaning that I know that I've got this thing coming up. So what I do is I try and avoid doing anything else. I try and avoid being involved in anything else. Storing up that energy, hoarding that energy so that when that thing comes up, I have the energy to attend to it. And then the last sign, the last sign that you are moving through life too fast. is slippage in spiritual practices. Slippage in spiritual practices. That means that our time with God just goes down as our schedule intensifies and goes through the roof. That as, as life gets busier, I start sacrificing my time with God in order to meet the demand that my, that, my, that my calendar, that my schedule puts on me. Now, we're going to be speaking directly into that a bit next week. But guys and ladies, what we're talking about here, this is more than just our physical health that's at stake. In reality, our spiritual lives hang in the balance as we consider this. Ronald Rollheiser said, pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives. Now, when we talk about our spiritual lives, we're talking about our capacity to receive and give love in relationship with God and with others. It's taking that time, having that capacity to go and spend time with God, receive His love and love Him in return, to spend time with people, to love them the way that He would have us love them and to receive their love in return. You see, the meaning and purpose of life itself, guys and ladies, is to be marked by love. And if you've been around church with us for a while, you'll know this is something that we speak about often. That Jesus comes and, and, and tells us what it means to be marked 
by love, where he said, I've come to give you a new commandment that you are to love one another just as I've loved you. That's how you should love one another. Not any old way. No, it's specific. The way that I've loved you, that your love for one another will prove to the world around you that you are mine. In that way, you and I become marked by love. We also know that, that Jesus said to his followers, he said, he said to them that we must love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he says, and we must love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Love God love people. And when we love God and we love people the way that God loved us, then we will be marked by this love. It'll show everyone around us who and whose we are. And the problem with hurry, the problem with rushing is that hurry is incapable of love. You see, love requires for me to stop, to be present in the moment, to engage with a person, and let them know that they're important. When I'm in a hurry, I can't do that. When I'm rushing, I can't do that. That's why hurry is incapable of love. And as we read through the Gospels, Think about it. We never see Jesus in a hurry. In fact, Alan Fadling in his book, um, The Unhurried Life, he actually brings that out and he, he points it out and he, he talks about the fact that no matter where we look in the Gospels, we never see Jesus hurrying. We never see Jesus running. He's always walking. He's always walking from one place to the, to, to the next. Think about this. How often don't we read how Jesus is interrupted? He's walking from here to there and someone comes and interrupts him. But in reality, this never throws him into a spin or into a frenzy. No, whenever he's interrupted, it's like he just takes it in his stride. It's like in that moment, he stops what he's doing and he's just present. He's not in a hurry. C.S. Lewis said something that I pray isn't true. <laughs> C.S. Lewis said this. He said, how you respond to an interruption is who you really are. Like I said, I pray that that is not true. Because if I'm honest, when I'm interrupted, my response to interruption is irritation and frustration on a good day. But in reality, my response to interruption is more often than not anger and these short, abrupt responses to my own shame. But yet when I look at the life of Jesus and I look at his responses to interruption, his response when he's, interruption, when he's interrupted, he shows compassion. He gives wisdom. 
He's present. He engages in a loving manner and actually loves the person in the moment. The truth is that hurry sabotages our ability to give and receive love with both God and with people. And the greatest desire of the human heart, you, me, the people around you, is to give and receive love. You speak to anyone, whether they admit it or not, that is the truth for all of our lives. And the call to follow Jesus is a call to slow down and set our pace to His pace. To take on what, what He Himself called the easy yoke in Matthew 11. You can go and read it for yourself at the end of that chapter. You see, the easy yoke is His way of living. I find so often in church, we, we're so quick to want to show people the truth about Jesus, which, which often presents itself through like rules and regulations and do's and don'ts. But I feel like we hardly ever stop to show people the way of Jesus. Not just what He did, but the pace in which He did it. What his rhythm of life looked like. And what, what, what practices he lived out to demonstrate and to attain that rhythm. So yeah, an easy life might not be an option. But an easy yoke, according to Jesus, is. And over the next four weeks... We'll be exploring how to slow down through four practices of Jesus. But as we consider next steps in this journey that we're about to embark on, step number one on this journey is desire. Desire. You see, you and I have to want it. We have to want this easy yoke. We have to want this unrushed life. In the words of Dallas Willard, you and I have to want to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our lives. I wonder, do you want to be the person who is marked and defined by love the way that Jesus spoke about it? If yes, then how bad do you want this? Bad enough to get off this roller coaster of hurry, to, to go on this long journey of change. And on the other side of this journey, find peace. Is that you? And if that's you, if today your answer is yes, then I want to say to you that you are in good company. Because in reality, there is ancient wisdom in the life of Jesus for you and for me to design a slower and simpler life. And as you say yes today, I'm going to ask you to say yes to showing up next week as we delve into these four practices. 
But throughout this week, to maybe just prepare your own heart for the next couple of weeks and every day, just get up and say, Lord Jesus, yes, I do desire the easy yoke. Will you show me how? Let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you that you have a pace to life that you desire for us. Lord, I thank you for, Lord, that we do not have to be consumed by the pace of the world around us and the pace of what's going on around us, Lord. But Father God, that we can really look into the details of the life of Jesus, look into his life and consider not just the truth about him, but consider his way, consider his pace and align our pace of our hearts with the pace of his. I pray for strength and courage for people to take the correct steps and be willing to do that as we embark on this journey with you. We love you. We commit our lives to you in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening in to the Life Central podcast today. If you would like to get connected or get involved, follow us on social media or visit our website, lifecentral.org.za. We hope you join us here again 